0: Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you're listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Quartimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. all right guys and welcome to don't tread on america coming to you live or maybe not live but it's live for me from the free state of florida coming to you from the d studios brought to you in part by makers mark bourbon i am your host don q how's everybody doing out there today it is may 25th 2022 all right guys i'm gonna bring you a quick little show because uh it's getting late and i gotta go to bed but i wanted to touch on today because it's a very important day today it's a it's a two-year anniversary of a of a certain situation that that gripped our nation for a solid year or probably a little longer and um I don't want to say unfortunately nobody's talking about it, but there's other things that we're going to talk about today, obviously, with the events that happened in Texas yesterday um, that are causing people to not talk about this situation. Um, So I would never wish what happened to those kids in Texas to happen to anybody. I don't care. What color you are, what what political affiliation you are, doesn't matter. These are innocent little kids, and it's a shame what happened to these these kids by this monster. And we'll get into that here in a little bit. But um, the thing that no one's talking about today, because in lieu of that tragedy in Texas, is it's the two-year anniversary of George Floyd's death. (laughs) So, obviously, um, you know, people have already forgotten... And uh, as well they should. He was a druggie. He overdosed. I don't care what the uh, courts, the Chauvin was prosecuted because of the circumstances. It had nothing to do with the facts of the case. Say, you know, come at me. I don't care. Come at me. Come at me on Twitter. PCGC underscore 1775 or d underscore 1775. I don't care. The facts of the matter is... George Floyd died of an overdose of fentanyl, period. The fact that he was resisting arrest and was apprehended by however many six whatever six police officers that were there, and he would not comply with the police officers, therefore he had a heart attack because of the combination of the stress and the drugs, he's no longer with us. I would say George Floyd, no one deserves to die, but... He did that to himself. Okay. He obviously was not a good person. Look at his record. Okay. In my way of looking at things. That's kind of called bad. That's karma. God came for you. He delivered you. And he sent you to hell. But what makes it worse. Is for a solid year. Like I said. Maybe a little longer. We had to deal with this bullshit. And. We were in the midst of COVID. Or the the pandemic or the bullshit that the government was putting over on us and remember you recall especially in certain states you recall where you couldn't leave your fucking house I mean in Florida in May of 20 we were on the we were coming out of our 14 days and we were opening back up but most of the country was still locked down except for if you were protesting or rioting or burning down a target Except for when you were doing those things. You didn't have to wear a mask. You could do whatever the fuck you wanted. Law-abiding citizens couldn't do a damn thing. But, you know, criminals could run amok. This country is being torn apart by the media. The politicians on both sides. And we are too stupid and blind to see what in the hell is going on. Because we have to pit one side against the other think of all the things that have gone on in the last couple of years you've had how many different black uh suspects or whatever you know that were killed by police officers and not that of course if you watch cnn or msnbc or whatever you would think that um you know police are just running amok kicking in doors and killing people now um, I guess that's kind of a bad thing to say. I know in, in Kentucky there was a no-knock warrant, which killed um, Aubrey Taylor, I think was her name. Um, so, yeah, I guess in that sense. But the uh, the idea wasn't to go in there and kill a black person. George Floyd wasn't meant to be killed. Michael Brown wasn't meant to be killed. Ahmaud Arbery wasn't meant to be killed. I mean, these people weren't meant to be killed. But if they had complied... I mean, how many times have you seen situations where i don't care if you're white black hispanic whatever and you're pulled over by the police if you comply there's probably a 99.9 percent to 100 percent chance nothing's going to happen to you more than you getting a ticket or if you're up to no good getting arrested once you make the situation worse then worse things happen that's just how it is but what makes it worse is for a year plus we had to deal with the news media saying how cops are racist and we need to defund the police and we need to do this and we need to do that so this is step one of division race right i did a show a while back called the divided states of america so this is step one race we have to race bait the hell out of this country white versus black um good versus evil police versus everybody no one ever wants to talk about during the whole covid thing how many black people were jumping and beating the shit out of Asians in random different states, California, New York, whatever you never heard about those why not? because it wasn't a white person doing whatever to a black person and I don't want to make this a racist rant situation but I'm just saying if you look at what the news media is doing to this country it's because of them we have these thoughts in our head Black people do bad things to other races. White people do bad things to other races. Hispanic people do. It's, it's not one side or the other. It, it's not even a color thing. It's a, it's a mental thing. It's a person thing. They're, bad people do bad things. They just happen to be a certain color. It doesn't matter what color they are. If you're a bad person and you want to do bad things... It doesn't matter. It's not like you wake up and say, I really want to do something bad today. I want to kill somebody. Oh, wait, I'm white, so I better not do that. It do- doesn't work like that. Ted Bundy, white, killed a shit ton of people. Right? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. If you're a bad person and you got a fucked up head, you're going to do bad things. Okay? There was, what was that? I don't remember the exact year, but you had the two snipers In Washington, D.C., a a father and son just shooting random people, shooting them in the cars, you know, driving down the the highway. What color were they? Does anybody remember that? They were black. Does it matter? No, because they were bad people. It doesn't matter that they were black. That's my whole point. But you constantly have to hear about it. And then on top of that, you have a situation where yesterday... The Washington Post put out to an article and uh, a tweet, I should say, that said, On May 25th, George Floyd was shot and killed in police custody. His death sparked outrage, wild, wild, uh, wide-scale protest, and calls to change policing. And then in the second article here. How have things changed uh, in your community since Floyd's death? Floyd was shot and killed in police custody... His death sparked outrage, wide-scale uh, protest, and calls to change police By We respect your pride. I mean, when the fuck was George Floyd killed? Or, I'm sorry, not killed, but shot while in police custody? Did I miss that part of the video? It's not bad enough that the dude was, you know, whatever you want to say happened to him. Whatever you want to say. Chauvin killed him. He strangled him. He had his knee on his neck. okay. Obviously, the video evidence supports that, right? But the facts of the matter was he just took a high dose of fentanyl prior to being pulled over for trying to pass a counterfeit bill. Let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about the medical examiner's report that showed he had a high uh, drug intake in his system. If the white officers were looking to kill the black suspects, how come the person in the passenger seat managed to live? Anyone ever asked that question? I bet you it's because he didn't resist. And it's not even that when you resist a police officer, their first intention is to kill you. Their intentions are to get you under control because you're under arrest. If it takes one guy, three guys, five guys, so be it. Don't resist arrest. Take it to court. If you feel you're in the right, then go to court. Fight it out in court. But then for the Washington Post, a major newspaper. This isn't some two-bit organization that's putting out fucking tweets. Washington Post, probably one of the top three, five, whatever newspapers in the country. Spreading misinformation and lies blatantly. Why? What's the point? It's been two years since this guy died in police custody. Not only that, you have to add to the fact that he was shot. Did you think people would forget and be like, "Oh yeah, he he did sh- he did get shot"? I remember that. Is this the same news organizations that put out Kyle Rittenhouse um, killed three black guys in in uh, in uh, Wisconsin? There, no, because he didn't kill any black guys in Wisconsin. But yet, the news media will tell you he did when he did not. It's a constant push of divide now uh newsmax i don't know how many of y'all watch this but they came out with a documentary and i think it comes on tonight on um on newsmax it's called america burning this is a little montage that they put out on twitter i'm gonna go ahead and play this for you
1: the country was in complete lockdown over COVID. We were suffocating under mandates. The country was in the midst of a contentious presidential election, and those things all added up to a bomb that was ready to explode, and it just needed a trigger. White police officer, Derek Chauvin, kneeled on the neck of a black man, George Floyd. And what happened to George Floyd's tragedy? However, the media made it worse. Black man. White police officer.
0: Just stop killing us.
1: George Floyd's death is being used to spin a political agenda. This is about keeping the Democratic Party in rule. Lives are dangerous. There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. The Democrats.
0: Now, that was uh, Presley. And I want you to remember what she just said, because it's going to come up later when I talk about something here. Let me see if I can. Back up to it just a little bit more. So listen. Dangerous. There right needs here. to
1: be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. The Democrats so that. created a violent America. And it did untold damage to people that didn't deserve it.
0: They approached my husband and killed him. I believe it was cold blood. Mayhem, and rioting, killings, and it could have been prevented. It was all just left-wing chaos. And this <clears throat> was one of the the things that caused the BLM movement And Patrice colors to become a very rich person. And not that I'm going to get into a BLM situation here. But if I were a black person, and I, and even, or whatever. And if I was a person, let's just say this. And I donated to Black Lives Matter because I felt like they were going to help the black community out. I would ask, what is one thing BLM has done for the black community anywhere in this country? anywhere other than take donations and buy mansions in california but there's enough about that we'll, we can get into that on another day anywho so i just want to i didn't think i was going to get into such a rant about george floyd but it's a it's a good starting point of today's show of the the, the constant divide in this country That was two years ago. And that wasn't the first incident, obviously. I mean, we had Michael Brown. You had things prior to that. That was the catalyst that started everything. But, um, unfortunately, yesterday uh, yesterday afternoon, I guess, we had a very, very heinous uh, situation in um, Texas. Um, I'm going to play a clip of... President Biden and what he had to say. I'm not going to play the whole clip because it's like seven minutes long. I'm just going to play this little piece right here.
1: The nation, we have to ask, when in God's name are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? When in God's name we do what we all know in our gut needs to be done? It's been 340. 3,448 days, yeah. 10 years since I stood up at a high school in Connecticut, a grade school in Connecticut, where another government massacred 26 people, including 21st graders, at Sandy Hook Elementary School. Since then, there have been over 900 incidents of gunfires reported on school grounds. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. Santa Fe High School in Texas, Oxford High School in Michigan. The list goes on and on and the list grows when it includes mass shootings at places like movie theaters, houses of worship, as we saw just 10 days ago, a grocery store in Buffalo, New York. I am sick and tired of it.
0: He's sick and tired of it. So my question to you, Joe, is this. You prior to being Vice President, well, let's just say this you've been in public office since I was born. That's a fucking long time <laughs> nineteen i think seventy two seventy three I was born in seventy three he's been in he was in Congress for a term then he did however many twenty something years in uh as a senator and then in two thousand eight became vice president or Yeah, Um, and then was took four years off while Trump was president, and now you're president. So you've basically been at every level of the government. What have you done? What are you gonna do? There's nothing that you're going to be able to do because we have the Second Amendment. This isn't a gun issue. This is a people issue. What did I say earlier? Bad people do bad things. This kid was obviously fucked in the head. Um, I'm going to touch on a couple of clips here. So This is from the uh, New York Post. Now what this is is going to be like a little rundown. So New York Post, what do we know or what we know about... Uh, Salvador Ramos, the suspected school um, shooter. So, at least 19 children and two teachers were gunned or were killed when the alleged gunman, 18 year old Salvador Ramos, opened fire Tuesday at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, a small working class town near the Mexico uh, border. Ramos, who attended the town's high school, reportedly shot his grandmother before driving to school armed. With a handgun and possibly a rifle. Ramos was killed on the scene by police. Now, notice there. Handgun and possibly a rifle. Now, of course, if you watch the news and, or you get on Twitter and he had, you know, two ARs. Um, I don't believe that to be true because if it were, we would know that for a fact. If we know for a fact he had a handgun... And possibly a rifle. Was it a long rifle? Because that's what I heard was a long rifle. Now, people that don't know any better might think, what's a long rifle? What's the difference? Okay, well, technically, the deadly AR-15 is a rifle. And technically, it's considered a long rifle. But usually, when you describe certain types of guns, a shotgun is a shotgun. Technically, it's a rifle, but people call it a shotgun. Rifle, when you say long rifle, that's more like a a hunting rifle, so to speak. Whatever caliber, uh, more like a bolt-action hunting rifle. That's usually what you would consider a long rifle. Um, I would say that if he was using an AR-15 or an AK-47, they would say he had that. Because that obviously adds more flavor to the story. Um, I'm gonna get into what I think is going to happen. So let me finish reading this stuff here. So an account on Instagram, possibly owned, possibly owned by the suspects, shared a photo of two rifles lying on the side to its stories. The account tagged another user in the photo. Now this photo here shows does show two what you would call what the news media would call AR-15s one obviously looks like an m4 the other is a i mean if you don't know any better it's a, um they look like two ar-15s uh i would say the one is probably a 223 or 556 caliber the other one looks like a 22 not that that matters um but like in the story like the clip i just read he was found with a handgun and possibly a rifle Next clip. Ramos sent cryptic messages to strangers just hours before he opened fire on the children under the alleged username Sal8Door. Sal8Door, whatever. Um, I, I think my question would be this. And I'll, I'll tell you one thing about guns. And I used to be guilty of this. I don't post <laughs> my guns on Facebook or Instagram or anything anymore. Um,. He, well, let me read on, because supposedly it was found... Well, here's here's the thing here. If the user tagged E.P. Nupus, whatever, said Ramos was a total stranger who tagged her in the gun photo and messaged her that he got a, uh, a little secret. So he's texting this person that supposedly doesn't know, um, telling her she has a secret. And... Um, Says, you're going to repost my gun pics. And she says, what your guns got to do with me. Then at 5.43 a.m. Tuesday, he messages her, I'm about to. The girl asked, about to what? To which he answered, I'll tell you before 11. He said, he texted her in an hour and urged her to respond. Now, I think this is interesting because she's claiming she doesn't know the guy. So, did he just randomly dial a number, and start texting this person? And if that was the case, why would you still interact with the person? How many times have you gotten random text messages or phone calls? You, you hold a conversation with the person? No. Uh, he never told the girl his secret. His last message at 9.16 a.m. was, I'm a air out, whatever that means. About two and a half hours later, Robb Elementary School was placed on lockdown around 11.43 local time after gunshots were heard in the area. Students and faculty were transported to the Uvalde Civic Center where later in that day, parents of victims were told heart-wrenching news. An investigation is still ongoing at this time. So, um... That's interesting that came up. But, um... Something that I think this is going to be more about. Um, to not to not make things political. Because you if you go on Twitter and start scrolling school shootings or Second Amendment or whatever. It's obviously, if you're a Republican, you're responsible for this. So, what was it, 10 days ago you had the shooting in Buffalo. Right? And, uh... We were blamed right, right wing Tucker Carlson, uh, Republicans. It's your fault, even though this dude's manifesto said that he hated Fox News and hated Tuck, Tucker Carlson and he was a Nazi. But if a gun's involved, it seems like when a gun's involved, it's obvious. It's all automatically a right wing uh, Republican fault. You know the guy in Buffalo. Went to this grocery store in Buff, in you know, in town there, and shot and killed. Uh, he shot I think thirteen, killing ten, uh, mostly black people. He was white. Um, obviously he was racist. He obviously he was touched in the head. He wasn't right, right. But because he was a white dude and he shot and killed black people, he's a Republican. So this kid. ...that did the shooting yesterday... Uh, ...was his... Or his ...hispanic... ...do um, you think he's Republican? Do you think he even gives a shit? Do you even think he knows who the president is? 18, dropped out of high school... ...I mean, let's start with those problems. Let's blame the guns, okay? We'll blame the guns... ...but let's look at the bigger problem here. This kid was 18, dropped out of high school. I saw an interview... ...last night when I was getting ready for work... Where um, there was a kid that the person was interviewing, this kid, and he knew the guy, and uh, I don't know if this kid graduated this year or last year, but whatever, he said the last time he remembered seeing him was his sophomore year, and then didn't see him for two years, which would insinuate he dropped out prior to his junior year of high school, so he hasn't been in high school for a year or two. Wh- why? What's going on? Where's his parents? Did he even live with his parents? Because he shot his grandmother. His grandfather come out saying he didn't even know he had guns. So it seems like in this situation, as in a lot of these situations where with these school shootings, with, when it's a younger person, there's a, a parental issue there, right? Parkland, kid was a foster child, if I'm not mistaken, adopted or not adopted or whatever, floating amongst foster families. Uh, Sandy Hook, didn't he shoot his mom? He killed his mom, right? I mean, there's obviously mental issues here. Now, if assuming, I don't think it's come out yet, but assuming this kid bought these guns. Now, I, I don't know the laws in Texas as far as buying a gun. Um, I know in Florida, after Parkland, they changed it where you can't buy a rifle until you're 21 now, now. So, I don't know if it's still 18 in Texas, but I think most states, and I, and I could be wrong on this one, you can't own a handgun unless you're 21. Now, like I said, it could be different in, in Texas, but I'm pretty sure. Um, so, how did he get the guns, period? Um, did he steal the handgun? Did he steal the rifle? did he buy the rifle was he since he was 18 i, I don't, like i said i don't know if their laws are 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 as such in uh in texas i guess i could look it up real quick uh age to purchase guns in texas there we go let's see what is the legal age for buying guns in texas so, it says you have to be at least 18 to purchase a long gun and at least 21 to purchase a handgun. So, there you go. So, um well, it does say here. So, here in Texas, to purchase long rules are the same. But unlike federal law, Texas can purchase handguns at 18. Let me see. Um so let's say a texas resident 18 year old but under 21 won't be allowed to purchase a handgun through ffl dealer but that person can purchase a handgun from another texas resident sales between the two who are aren't licensed dealers are called private sales so i guess technically he could have bought that from a friend a person went to a uh, a uh whatever it's called uh (laughs) I was going to say a gunshot, but that wouldn't be right because that would be an FFL dealer. A uh, gun show. There you go. So, yeah. Now, I do agree with the fact that if, if you – okay, let me put it this way. If you sell a gun to a person that you don't know, um, my question is this. I've gone to plenty of gun shows. Usually when you go to a gun show, let's say there's a 100 different people selling guns there. Okay, if um, 80 of those people are gun shops, like licensed FFL dealers, and the other 20 are just dudes selling their guns, nine times out of 10, the last time time I went to a gun show, you had, I don't remember how many, but however many dealers were there, you had guys, just random guys selling guns, where they had a table and they might have had a a couple of guns, or even just people walking around, you had people walking around with uh, guns, like in their backpacks and stuff um gun for sale ask me blah blah blah. well here's the thing at the time you could get you know an ar-15 for example let's use that since that's the evil nasty dirty gun that kills everybody right um you could get a decent like a smith and wesson or a a bushmaster or something like that you know a a modest ar-15 anywhere between five and seven hundred dollars but there was guys there selling their same a r same brand it might have had a scope it might have had a pick and tilly rail. It might have been nothing special to it but a little bit more than a basic model asking a thousand twelve hundred fifteen hundred dollars. You see other guys selling handguns that would go for three four five hundred dollars for twice as much and you know, good on them if they're getting the money for it. But here's my question. And here's where I have a problem with that. If I have a gun, and I know this gun's only worth 400 bucks, and I'm going to sell it for 800 bucks, knowing it's not worth $800, but I'm going to see who wants to buy it for $800. In the meantime, there's a gun shop booth right next to me. You know, Billy Bob's Gun Shop. And he's selling the exact same gun for $400. Brand new, still in the box, $400. Mine's used for $800. I have a serious question as to why you want to buy a gun for me for $800 when you can buy that same gun right there for 400 That's where, in my personal opinion, I love going to gun shows. I don't buy anything from the gun shows mainly because like i said everything's overpriced now as far as the shops go like the different shops that are there they don't bring ammo they usually just sell guns they might have some accessories but most of the people that are selling ammunition or some guns or parts or whatever are just dudes trying to thin out their collection or they might be collectors themselves or whatever and then they're asking crazy prices because they know they can get it. Why can they get it? Why would you want to go to a gun, sh- gun show and spend twice as much for a used gun? Well, it's probably because you can't pass a background check. Now, in the state of Florida, now, since, since Parkland, you can't buy a handgun or a rifle. Uh, you have, it's a three-day waiting period for both of those unless you have your concealed carry. Which is fine, whatever. Um, and, you know, they call it a cool-down rule. So, like, you know, I guess if you're hot and steam, oh, i got to go kill somebody. Let me go buy a gun. <laughs> oh, crap, i got to wait three days. Um, usually, people that have that kind of thought in their head, they'll find another way to kill somebody if that's the problem. <laughs> but nonetheless, so three days. Uh, plus, you have to be 21 now to buy either of those weapons. So, if you're in no rush, why do you... Okay, if you want a gun, I want an AR-15. You go to the gun shop. It's going to be a three-day waiting period. Well, you, you're still buying the gun right then. You're still paying for it. You're doing the background check. You're doing whatever you have to do in your state. You turn in the form. Three days later, you go back and pick up your gun. I would much rather buy a gun at retail... Then pay twice as much for it so I can have it today. So you have to ask the question, why do you need this gun so bad? So if you're selling a gun to somebody and you're getting a ridiculous price for it because you can, (laughs) I would never feel right. I would never sell a gun to somebody I didn't know. And I would never sell a gun if I was selling the gun for twice as much as what it's worth I would be worried that that gun was going to be used heinously whether the person was going to rob a bank, a convenience store kill his wife or God forbid go to a school and shoot up the school so that's number one how did he get the guns did he legitimately go to an FFL dealer and buy the the long rifle did he buy the handgun from his buddy uh, some dude on the corner Um, guns are expensive where did he get the money is he working? I mean, his, his grandparents didn't even know he had guns. He dropped out of school. Why? What's wrong with this kid? I'm sure this is stuff that's. I'm asking questions that will be answered. But the thing that pisses me off when, when we have these situations, and unfortunately I said when we have these things because we have these things, um, is jackasses like this. Now, this is um, Governor Greg Abbott and Lieutenant Lieutenant Governor... Ah, bless, I think his name is Murphy. Um, Beto, uh, I'm gonna come get your guns. O'Rourke approaches them as uh, the governor and lieutenant governor are giving a uh, update on the situation. They have a couple of officials, like police officers and whatnot, that were on the scene, and this is what happens with him.
1: Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse
0: me. Sit down. You're out of you're out of line sit, and an embarrassment. Hey, sit, sit down. Next shooting is right now, and you are doing nothing. No, he needs to nothing. get
1: his ass out of here. You this isn't the this is place to talk to him. This, this is totally predictable when you. Sir, choose, uh, you're out of line. You sir, you are out of line. I'm sir. You are out of line. Please leave this auditorium. I can't believe you're a sick son of a bitch that would come to a deal like this to make a political issue.
0: I mean, that says it all right there. Why you have the governor and lieutenant governor? You have the police officer that was in charge. I don't know if he was the chief or what he what his his uh, title was. You have different, like the mayor, I think, of the city town was there, and you have different people. Um, the guy that you heard yelling was one of the. Uh, I believe he was one of the police officers. On the scene, and yet you have Beto O'Rourke. I don't know if he's running for office, if he's running for governor. What 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 he's doing? Surely he's doing something. And the whole point of him going there was to make it political. Let the governor, let the lieutenant governor say what they're saying. Let let him update the people. Let him say, you know, pray for the people and the families involved. But don't interrupt. So you can do your political posturing. Save it for, you know, assuming you're running for some sort of office. Save it for then. Save it for, you know, go on MSNBC. Do do whatever you do. But the fact that you're going to come up there and disrespect these people like this, while they're trying to, um, you know, update the people. The uh, the American people, the the people of Texas, the families involved on this is is ridiculous, but that's what they do. So I started thinking. You had the Buffalo, you had the Buffalo um, shooting, right? That was on the fourteenth, I think it was, and then yesterday the twenty fourth, you had this. Now, granted. I'll get into this in a second. These aren't the only two shootings that have happened, you know, ever, let alone recently. Um, well, I'll give you, so, okay, the 10th, or I'm sorry, the 14th, right? Let me scroll down here. I got them all right here. So the 14th was the shooting in Buffalo. 10 people killed, 3 people injured. Okay, and today, or yesterday, was the 24th. So how many mass shootings have happened in between that time frame? Because all all's we, all's we know is two, right? So, uh, and, and I'm not trying to make light of any situation here. I, you know, pray for the people in Buffalo and the people in Texas because those are what we know about. But realistically, we should pray for all these people. So you, in, um, on May 15th, The day after the Buffalo uh, shooting, you had one, two, three, four, five other shootings. Two in Texas, two in North Carolina, and one in California. On the 17th, California. 18th, Pennsylvania. 19th, Chicago. uh, 20th, New Orleans. uh, The 20th, California. The 20th, uh, Kissimmee. uh, Florida, I should say, if you're not familiar. (laughs) Twenty-first um, uh, Tacoma, Washington, and the twenty-first uh, Goshen, uh, Indiana. Um, North Charleston, South Carolina, on the twenty-third, and on the twenty-third Cleveland, Ohio. So, and then Texas yesterday. Uh, you you Valde. Now, the difference between Buffalo and Texas, all the ones in between was the casualty. So you had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So you had 12 people killed in those other situations versus the 10 in Buffalo and then the 21 in um, in Texas. But the thing is, the mass shooting is defined as um, four or more people injured, not just killed, but just injured. So you go back to those um, those things, and it was, uh, where is it at? So you had um, four injured, three injured, four injured, seven, five, three. So five, seven. Now, the, the thing is here is a lot of these were in cities. So Amarillo, Houston, uh, Winston-Salem, Laguna Woods, and Pal- Palo Alto, which are Suburbs of cities Philadelphia, Chicago, New Orleans, uh, Kissimmee. I, I'm curious about that one. Let me, I can view the incident here. So let's see. May 20th, Key West Market, Old Dixie Highway, Kissimmee, Florida, victim. No, uh, type victim. Um, Jacquan Dockery 27 was killed. Um, doesn 't give the name of the injured two of the two of the victims were adult eighteen plus doesn 't give an age and the third victim injured was zero to eleven uh incident characteristics shot wounded injured dead murdered accident accidental suicide drive by so there you go it was a drive by mass shooting because four more people were injured um and i would I would assume that let's see I'm gonna just click on Cleveland, Ohio. let's see, just scroll through um, no one died in this one subject shot uh, at group during memorial service. so if I had to guess it probably could have been gang related i I shouldn't assume, but I'm going to um one more. Let's let's do Chicago since, you know, they're probably on here a lot more than not. Ah, 800 block, North State Street, Chicago, Illinois. You had a victim, Antonio Wade, killed. Victim, Anthony Allen, killed. Victim, age 21, doesn't give a name, injured. Victim, 31, injured. 29, injured. 20, 17, injured. So all these were injured, unharmed, arrested, two. So subject, subjects, J. Loon Sanders was unharmed and arrested. And Cameron Abram, unarmed, arrested. So shot, wound, injured, mass shooting, doesn't give a specific. Seven uh, Two killed, seven wounded occurred. McDonald's, Chicago, arrested. Glock fitted to shoot multiple bullets, recovered. So that was a handgun. Doesn't, so it doesn't say if it was a drive-by or whatnot. But point being is mass shootings for more. We talk about mass shootings, you know, one shooting's too many. I get it. But I would assume that most of these shootings are done by criminals that are up to no good, probably with stolen guns. Chances are they didn't go to a local gun shop and buy this gun. And I'd be willing to bet the same here. So here's my, my, whole, my whole spiel on this whole situation. The only reason we're talking about Buffalo and um, Texas, Uvalde, Texas, is why. If you recall um, Buffalo, and if you've heard much about the Texas school shooting, two things come to mind. Now, we've... When you talk about mass shootings, obviously, I give you a list of however many there was between the Buffalo and this one. Unless you happen to live in Chicago or wherever, you probably didn't even hear about any of them. Hell, I don't live that far from Kissimmee. I didn't even know about that one. So, now if I lived in Kissimmee, I probably would have heard about it, right? Um, Why don't we hear? So, the typical mass shooting... Uh, news media repertoire reads as such. Okay. Shooter. What color? Okay. What gun? Where was he at? Who was he killing? Who was he shooting? Right? So whenever I hear about a a mass shooting, I don't care what color the suspect is. I mean, not for nothing, when it comes to these types of situations, nine times out of ten, the person's white. And I and I know I'm probably highballing it, but you know what I'm saying. At least those are the ones we hear about. Now, obviously some of the ones I just read you were probably gang related. I mean, I'm not to judge people by their names, but listening to some of the names I read off, they sounded like black um gentlemen. So is is it a white person thing? Doesn't sound like it. But the white person gets demonized the most when it comes to, to these mass shootings. Now, mind you, this one that just happened in Texas, he was Hispanic. Whether he's from Texas or from Mexico or I think I saw he was from North Dakota, I haven't actually heard officially where he's from, whatever. He's Hispanic heritage. Uh, the guy in Buffalo was white. Uh, guy in Parkland was Hispanic. So I don't think it really matters as far as the color of the person. But that helps with the narrative. Um, You know, like the Pulse shooting in Orlando that happened a couple years back. You know, it was uh, a uh, Middle Eastern. I don't know exactly. I can't recall what country he was from. Middle Eastern guy killed like 50 people, shot another 50. Um, AR-15, so we could talk about the gun. So that's, that's the specifics. Okay, so you remember the Atlanta shooting. We talked about that last year when it happened. It was, oh, uh, white guy kills Asians. What kind of gun was it? Oh, shit, it was a shotgun. Okay, so let's turn it into a race thing, right? The uh, New York shooting a couple weeks ago with the, uh, on the subway. Okay, he's, oh, he's black, crap. Well, what kind of gun was it? Oh, it was a handgun. Shit. Oh, it's high-capacity magazine, so we got that. So it's it's got to check a box. So you guys recall the Las Vegas shooting. And that was uh, 2016, I think, 17. Um, yeah, it was just after Trump was elected, like, in the year after he was inaugurated. But nonetheless, so... um. What was, what was some of the laws that was passed because of that situation, right? So you had the um, red flag laws were passed. Um, now, what is a red flag law? So um, red flag law is a law that allows a t- the temporary confiscation of firearms from a person deemed a risk to others or to themselves. Now, what I don't like about the red flag laws is you could literally call. If you if your buddy has guns and you've got a problem with your buddy, you could call and say, hey, Bob Johnson, I think he's a threat to himself or he's a threat to, you know, the convenience store on the corner. They're gonna go knock on Bob Johnson's door and take his guns. No due process. Now, Bob Johnson get him get get him back eventually, but it's just you know, it's kind of fucked up. But, um, what was the other thing that was one of the key uh, topics on that Las Vegas, sh- uh, Las Vegas shooting was it sounded like he was using an automatic weapon. Well, they never found automatic weapons. He had a bump stock on his guns. And that's a whole other story, that Las Vegas shooting. I just wanted to touch on that because of the bump stock situation. So, when you have these mass shootings, where uh, big where it's a big deal, right, um, they want to catch the attention. They, they, you have the shootings, so you had Atlanta, didn't really fill, didn't really check any boxes, so you kind of went away. And then surely there was other shootings in between, and I'm probably losing them in my head. But um, when the New York shooting with, on the uh, subway. That was a story for like two days, and you never heard anything about it, right? Because it didn't really check the boxes. Um, Buffalo checked boxes. You had a white guy killed a bunch of black people. He streamed it. He had the gun. He was checking all the boxes. And then you have this. But the key thing between those two shootings, Buffalo and Texas, is body armor. And I'd be willing to bet if you don't own body armor, my advice to you is if you're listening to this today on on wednesday the twenty fifth if you're listening to it on thursday the twenty sixth and you have about ten minutes, you might want to buy you some body armor if you have it and the reason I say that is not because well, not necessarily because you know the world's coming to an end tomorrow, but the world we might be running into issues and that'd probably be a show to get into on Friday where that body armor might be helpful to you not to go shoot up a a grocery store or a school, but to have it for other situations that could arise soon. Um, because it sounds like I'd be almost willing to bet he signs an executive order within the next week banning public, uh, Purchases of um, body armor. That's just my prediction. Um, so, with that being said, guys, there's plenty of places that sell it. Uh, if you have a couple hundred bucks, or even if you just have a credit card <laughs> that you can purchase some things on, you might want to go ahead and make that purchase. Just throwing that out there. I'm um, there, no one sponsoring the show. No body armor people sponsoring the show. That's just my thing, because usually there's a niche. it has got to be something for them to talk about. They're going to talk about the guns. Deep down inside, they know they can't do anything about it. It, In my opinion, gun laws are much like abortion laws. It should be up to the state. Um, The the, the kicker about this all is some of the states with the most um, mass shootings, quote-unquote mass shootings, is democratic states. And the reason that is... Is because Democrats don't know how to run anything. No. The reason that is, is because a lot of these states have very populated cities. California, Illinois, New York, Florida. Isn't a democratic state, but has a lot of big cities. Texas. So you think California, Florida, Texas, right? Um, California, Texas, then Florida is the third most populated state. So just by demographics... In those three states, you're going to have a lot of shootings, unfortunately. But be, it's because a lot of those shootings, like I said, definition of the mass shootings, four more injured. So those are, and in Chicago, technically, in, in the, the realm of things, has the second most mass shootings in the country. Illinois does. Not Chicago, but Illinois. But I would say most of that is from Chicago or the Chicago area. And I would say a lot of that. Is gang related. I would even venture a guess that California, a lot of that's gang related. And so on and so forth. Like the one I read you about in Kissimmee, Florida. Not that Kissimmee, Florida is the, the dangerous hood and you know, is Compton, California or Chicago or anything like that. I mean, hell, Kissimmee, if you're not from this area, uh, that's where Disney's at. But I read you the report. It was a drive-by. So not every city, just because Disney's there doesn't mean it's all you know sugar sugar canes and roses you know there's bad parts of every town and shit happens in those bad parts like i said bad people do bad things and usually bad people live in bad parts of town um but anyway so my point being is they're they're, they always want to demigrate something so if the kid didn't have the proper guns to check the boxes they're going to go after the body armor next and why is that you know, should no one own body armor? No, I don't. I, don't, I think you should, and that's and, and not to go shoot up a school or shoot up a, a grocery store, but it doesn't hurt to have it. Because with things coming up down the road, stories that I could tell you about, and I probably will on Friday, will really blow your mind, and maybe you'll be thinking about spending a couple hundred bucks on some body armor. So, um. A couple of things I'm going to touch on real quick and then I'm going to close out the show is nothing. No. Um, Chris sent me this. Uh, I don't want to skim past it because he sent me something the other day and I got yelled at because I didn't talk about it and I don't like getting yelled at. And I told him, bring your ass on the show more often and we can talk about shit like this. You know, because Chris is all about the conspiracy theories and stuff like that and i'm fine with that because i like it too but i don't want to be on the show all day because i want to go to bed (laughs) but you know as you all know this week the who um the world health organization is having their health assembly in uh, geneva and then of course also the wef is having their whatever thing in davos so they're in the same vicinity of each other so the other day to talk about the thing that Chris sent me the other day, because I got yelled at because I skimmed right by it. <laughs> this is the Pfizer CEO, Albert Bourla. And uh, he tells the crowd at the WEF about a new microchip.
1: It is a basically biological chip that it is in the tablet. And once you take the tablet and dissolves into your stomach, sends a signal that you took the tablet. So, imagine the applications of that compliance. Uh, the insurance companies to know that the medicines that patients should take, they do take them. Uh, it is uh, fascinating what happens in. in uh...
0: So, the idea behind the pill is okay, Mr. Johnson, here's your pills. You need to take one of these every day, or you're going to die, or whatever the case may be. So, if the pill is microchipped, then i guess the doctor can say okay mr johnson took his pills good job but in the grand scheme of things who gives a shit if if okay i'll use me for an example i there's been times in my life with the crap i've had to deal with with cancer treatments and different uh situations i've been on i've been on a shit ton of trials trying to deal with this crap and uh you know, I've been on. I was on a trial, and I can't recall the medicine I was taking, but it was. Uh, I mean, these mother, these suckers. I'm telling you, they were they were huge. Imagine the biggest uh, vitamin you've ever taken, and it's bigger than that. And I think I had to take three of those three times a day. So I had to take three in the morning, three however many hours later, and three however many hours after that. And they they killed me. I worked the whole time, mind you. There was days I couldn't walk. I mean, it just gave me one of the side effects was joint pain. And when I say joint pain, I mean I had knots where I couldn't like bend my wrist or walk on my feet. And I remember we went to Disney World um, and I had to use a wheelchair because I could. There's no way I could walk around Disney World. But um, makes you makes you humble when those situations happen. But nonetheless, I took the medicine because I did not want to die. Um, I could have not taken the medicine and maybe I wouldn't be here today and then who would you listen to, right? But um, more importantly, that's still my choice, okay? Who gives a shit if you prescribe pills to whomever if they're taking them or not? What does it matter? So I would, I would ask the question, why are we microchipping pills? What's the fucking point? There's got to be a reason that we're doing that. And it's... (laughs) Maybe it's not just to see if Mr. Johnson's taking his prescription every day. I would think that would be some expensive-ass medicine, not to mention. But also, um, there was this. Now, um, Rand Paul uh, tweeted this out. So, you've heard... You know, I talked about the WHO, the treaty that they're trying to do. And um, so, I'm going to read this article... The WHO recently announced plans for an international pandemic treaty tied to a digital passport and digital ID system. There was a meeting back in December in a special session for only the second time in WHO's founding in 1948. The Health Assembly of the WHO adopted a single decision titled The World Together. The WHO plans to finalize the treaty by 2024. It will aim to shift governing authority who uh, now reserved to uh, sovereign states to the WHO during the pandemic by legally binding members states uh, to the WHO's revised international health regulations. In January 22, the United States, uh, i.e. Joe Biden, submitted proposed amendments to the 2005 international health regulations, which bind all 194 UN member states states which to who, Director General, accept it and forward it to other member states. In contrast to amendments to our own constitution, these amendments will not require two-thirds vote in our Senate, but simply a majority of the member states. Now, what that means is member states isn't the United States, so our two-thirds, our Senate has no vote. It's a vote amongst the 194 s- countries. When it says member states, it, they're talking about the 194 um, members, countries. So if um, a simple majority, so what's half of 194? I don't know. 200? No. <laughs> so half is, is uh, I don't know. So 200, 100, so 95. If 95 people or state, or countries, whatever, I guess it had to be 98. If 98 of those uh, countries say, yeah, that sounds like a good idea, then it's a done deal. That's it. 98. Just a little more than half. have to agree. Most of the public is wholly unaware of these changes, which will impact the national sovereignty of member states. The proposed uh, amendments include, among others, the following... Along, the changes of the WHO will no longer need to consult with the state to attempt to attain verification from the state where reported event of concern. I'm trying to skip through these quickly. In addition to authority, to make the uh, determination of public health emergency, International Article 12, the WHO will be granted additional powers to determine public health emergency of regional concern, as well as a category referred to as intermediate health alert. So basically what this is saying is they can kind of say, oh, you have a flu outbreak, it's a pandemic, you need to shut down, you need to wear a mask, you need to get shots, you need to do this, you need to do that. And we, fortunately, dealt with this bullshit with uh, COVID, and we have rights in this country. But what they're saying is we won't be able to use our rights. Our Constitution will be null and void when it comes to uh, the health and wellness of this country. We're going to be overrun by the UN uh, and the WHO. It's a, it's really just a conspiracy of of a group, United Nations, trying to unite all the nations as one. And um, I really don't know uh, what they're thinking about. But as part of this plan, the WHO has contracted German-based Deutsche telecom subsidiary t systems to develop a global vaccine passport system with plans to link every person on the planet to a qr code digital id vaccination certificates that are tamper proof and digitally digital (laughs) digitally verifiable Build trust who is uh, therefore supporting member states in building national and regional trust networks and verification technology blah 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 so what does that mean i don't know if you don't have your vaccines, so i'm sure they'll come out with a list of vaccines you as a a member of the of the 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 who nations the wef the united nations whatever it is because you're no longer a member of your country you have to have these 26 different vaccines you have to have documented proof of these 26 vaccines now i haven't gotten a vaccine. Ever that I can remember, I'm not saying I've never been vaccinated, but I was a baby, right? So, where in the hell do I find those records from 48 years ago? Or do I have to go back through and get all those shots again, and flu shots, and COVID shots, and monkeypox shots, and smallpox shots, and <laughs> you know they're gonna have you fucking doped up and 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 whatever we have got to take a stand guys this country is dividing its people and we're on the precipice of of a global scale situation whether it's a war with china uh a war with ourselves i did a show a while back called the the uh, that we were in a cold civil war um is that cold civil war starting to warm up and in the meantime you got china over there just licking its lips waiting for the bullshit to happen back in the 1800s we had a civil war in this country and most people believe and know or as far as they know that civil war was about slavery and it really wasn't necessarily about slavery per se it it was in a roundabout way but ideally you had states that won it out of the union at the time of the civil war there was already seven or eight states that had succeeded from the union um and the government didn't like that so they went to war over it subsequently as we know the, the north won south lost uh Slavery was eradicated, the 16th Amendment, right? And we healed as a nation. But during that time, uh, one of the biggest influencers, I guess would be a good way to put it, of that, of that situation was England. Because they were still a little pissed off about that whole Revolutionary War thing. It wasn't that far past. It was less than 100 years past the past that point, plus we had already been to war again with England in the early 1800s but um, are we on the verge of that same situation and instead of England over there licking his lips and starting the bullshit, is it China? Questions to be asked, you want to know why I'm talking about body armor that's like I said, it's not to go shoot up a school or a, a grocery store or whatever It's because of what's coming, guys. Everything that happens in the media. I don't care what channel you watch. Local, national, Fox, NBC, CNBC, CNN. I don't care. Whoever you watch, watch it. When you watch the news next time, watch the division. If you watch Fox News, Democrats suck. Democrats this. Da-da-da-da-da. Okay? I watch Fox, and I'm like, yeah, fuck them. (laughs) Uh. Turn on CNN. Republicans suck. Republicans. This Joe Manchin and cinema. They need to blah, 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 blah. watch your local news. Same thing. God forbid, you're gonna have a white officer killing a black person here before too long. That'll just put icing on the cake. Um, it's just constant divide. I mean, fortunately, there's a lot of people of varying colors that see past the bullshit. But unfortunately, there's a small number of people that have a bigger voice and make a bigger ruckus that don't see past the bullshit and they believe everything they hear. They've been pitting us against one another for a while now. But in the last handful of years, it's been real bad between division of race, division of masked and unmasked and vaxxed and unvaxed, and... Now we're being called ultra-maga. And, you know, it's just constant divide. You know, Hillary, you're a bunch of deplorables. I mean, it's just a bunch of name-calling bullshit. You know, so will there be another civil war? Will it be you versus your buddy? Or not even your buddy, but your, your work person, your workmate there because you're white and he's black or vice versa? Will it be a division of states? Will it get down to the point where there's the United States of America is no more. It's just 50 other countries. Will it be divided by regions? I'm just asking a question. But I think it's questions that need to be asked. Because uh, we talk about being ready. Look at all the stuff that we're dealing with now. Gas shortages, food short, Food shortages coming. I'm hearing a lot of things. There's like a 10-week wheat supply. Guys, if you have the ability to be able to know how to make bread, you might want to stock up on some flour and shit, whatever you need to do that with, because uh, it's coming. I've been telling you all for a while now, food shortages. They're coming. I was telling you about this a year ago. And uh, they're going to be here before long because wait till harvest rolls around and you don't have food for... Thanksgiving and Christmas and stuff like that. It's going to get rough. You think it's bad now? Wait. Give it a week. Give it a month. Give it six months. So on that note, have a great day. <laughs> Not to end on a sour note. But anyway, so guys, please follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Don't Tread On Marco and on uh, the ticker talker <laughs> i gave you uh, twitter pcgc underscore 1775 and DTOM underscore 1775 and also you can find us on the web at www.don'tredonmerica.com. guys please whatever podcast app you're listening to this share it with your friends subscribe to the channel um subscriptions from what i found out i saw a thing on apple podcasters subscriptions are the best way to get notified or noticed amongst uh like-minded shows uh sharing's great uh ratings are great so if you are on apple or on uh, spotify if you give me a five star that would be great but more importantly is subscriptions so please subscribe to the show whatever platform you're listening to this on and then most importantly share with your friends with that being said guys i'll see you on friday and it is may 25th 2022 you guys have a great day and i'll talk to you again on friday